Good morning and welcome to the Midweek Reflection podcast for Wednesday the 20th of May. Great to have you with us this morning. Our reading is from the Old Testament. It's from the first book of Samuel at chapter 3, verses 1 to 20. In those days when the boy Samuel was serving the Lord under the direction of Eli, there were very few messages from the Lord and visions from him were quite rare. One night, Eli, who was now almost blind, was sleeping in his own room. Samuel was sleeping in the sanctuary, where the sacred covenant box was. Before dawn, while the lamp was still burning, the Lord called Samuel. He answered, Yes, sir, and ran to Eli and said, You called me, and here I am. But Eli answered, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. So Samuel went back to bed. The Lord called Samuel again. The boy did not know that it was the Lord, because the Lord had never spoken to him before. So he got up, went to Eli and said, You called me, and here I am. But Eli answered, My son, I didn't call you. Go back to bed. The Lord called Samuel a third time. He got up, went to Eli and said, You called me, and here I am. Then Eli realised that it was the Lord who was calling the boy, so he said to him, Go back to bed, and if he calls you again, say, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. So Samuel went back to bed. The Lord came and stood there and called as he had done before, Samuel, Samuel. Samuel answered, Speak, your servant is listening. The Lord said to him, Someday I'm going to do something to the people of Israel. It's so terrible that everyone who hears about it will be stunned. On that day I will carry out all my threats against Eli's family from beginning to end. I have already told him that I am going to punish his family forever because his sons have spoken evil things against me. Eli knew they were doing this, but he did not stop them. So I solemnly declare to the family of Eli that no sacrifice or offering will ever be able to remove the consequences of this terrible sin. Samuel stayed in his bed until morning. Then he got up and opened the door of the house of the Lord. He was afraid to tell Eli about the vision. Eli called him, Samuel, my boy. Yes, sir, answered Samuel. What did the Lord tell you? Eli asked. Don't keep anything from me. God will punish you severely if you don't tell me everything he said. So Samuel told him everything. He did not keep anything back. Eli said, He is the Lord. He will do whatever seems best to him. As Samuel grew up, the Lord was with him and made everything that Samuel said come true. So all the people of Israel, from one end of the country to the other, knew that Samuel was indeed a prophet of the Lord. What? It's what we often say in English, at least in those moments when we hear something that shocks us or stuns us or feels unbelievable, something out of place. We say, what? Then we may say or think, did I hear that right? Or am I hearing things? Am I seeing things? Hang on, that doesn't feel right. What? It's Perhaps one of those first things we say when we hear news that means we're about to enter a period of change. We say, what, really? It's what employees might think when, say, their entire division, their shop floor, their workforce is shutting down, their jobs are gone. It's what parents think when they get a call or an email from their child's school saying that the parent know that their child's falling into trouble or is beginning to struggle at their work and it's the first time that the parents heard of this. 
It's what we think when something doesn't feel right. There's a pain or somehow something's changed in our memory or we realise there's a, a lack of coordination that we're now showing symptoms of. And so we go to the doctor for tests. What? That's a small word, but a big word at the same time. The Hebrew text of our reading this morning does not say, Eli said, what? When Samuel wakened him twice one night, claiming Eli had called him and he was there to do Eli's bidding. But I don't think it's a big stretch of the imagination to think that that's what he may have been thinking. What? No, 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 I didn't call you. Go back to bed. And the second time, what? Again? No, I told you. I didn't call you. Go back to bed. But the third time, oh, I see. Go back to bed. And if he calls you again, say, speak, O Lord your God. Your servant is listening. Samuel spoke as Eli instructed. And it was news from the Lord that would likely make Samuel say, what? Eli's sons had disdained the priesthood, treating it as a privilege to advantage themselves rather than fulfil God's calling to serve amongst the people. Eli had failed to rein them in, so his household was done for, and no amount of sacrifice could repair or atone for the damage that had been done. We don't know what Samuel said, just that he then lay there in his bed all night, all night long, pondering, wondering about what to do, maybe saying, what? Often when this story is told, we focus on the feelings of Eli. We focus on the faithfulness of Samuel. The story as written certainly supports that kind of focus. But there's another way to look at it. And I'd like to focus on the faithfulness and wisdom of the failed priest. It is Eli in this story who ultimately shows us how to handle ourselves in the face of things that makes us say, what? We note in verse 5 that Samuel heard the voice of the Lord and assumed it was Eli's voice. Let that sink in. Though we learn in verse 7 that Samuel had never before heard the word of the Lord come to him, the moment he did, he was sure the voice was of the priest who had taken him in and raised him, the priest whom he accompanied and served in his ministry to the Lord through sacrifice, prayer and other forms of ritual. What does this say about how those we raise will hear God's voice? And Eli was a failed priest, failed in that he had not successfully led his sons to take up his word and his work after him. But still, when the voice of the Lord came to Samuel, Samuel heard Eli. Eli's sons would listen to their father much less God. Sorry, they wouldn't listen to their father much less God, but Samuel did. Indeed, Samuel heard God's voice as Eli spoke. We may think Eli was a bit slow about recognising the voice Samuel was hearing as being the voice of the Lord. But let us not miss that he did notice this, and he did more than notice he taught Samuel how to respond. And the next morning it was Eli who initiated the follow-up conversation about what happened. It was Eli who insisted Samuel hold back nothing of what the Lord had told him. And though what Samuel told him, no doubt, with some trepidation, was certainly enough to make anyone say, What? 
Eli's response showed the way forward. It is the Lord. Let him do what pleases him. We may find ourselves facing all sorts of changes, transitions in our lives just now. That's an understatement in these times of COVID-19. We're learning how to do new things. We're discovering new things about ourselves, about others and about how we can communicate. The transitions in our families, in our work, in our schooling, in our churches, in our national denomination, in our community and nation and world, there's change everywhere. And many people are expressing that sentiment of what? What on earth's going on? What can we do? What's all this about? What's it going to be like in the future? But Eli shows us the way to deal with the different forms of what. One way is to keep listening. It's to let the what keep coming until we understand where it's coming from, even if we don't yet know what it means. It's to realise that the Lord may be speaking to us or to someone else in the midst of all these changes and transitions, all the confusion and uncertainty, all the what and what ifs and what's going to become of this and that. And if it's not to us directly, it's to encourage those to whom the Lord is speaking to share what they heard and not be afraid to share it. It's great to see the church communicating with so many in the communities and world just now through our virtual online presence. And we're definitely reaching out to new ears. Ears, people who've got these questions. I'm not saying the church can directly answer all the questions that we have and others have at this time. But certainly, the Word of God addresses all the thoughts that we have. Somewhere in every thought, or in the places where each thought leads, we have the possibility of hearing from God. The thought is definitely a challenge that we all face just now. But I've heard some talk about the opportunity as well. The what is a gift that catches our attention, causes us to pause, ponder, think, reflect, take note, take stock. And if we pay attention to the voices that come into this questioning, then maybe we are in a position to hear God. Maybe we are in a position to direct and signpost others to the voice of God. The what pursued as Eli pursued it. Maybe the spirit's grown from within us. Too deep for words. That leads us to cry out, Abba, Father. And then, then we can choose, like Eli, to listen, and to listen to some more, and to listen to more, to keep listening. And when we do, although we may not easily understand it at times, much less know exactly where it's leading us to, we might know that it is the Lord's voice that we're hearing. And that the Lord is speaking to us in these times as much as any other. Amen. Let us pray. Loving and gracious God, there are many thoughts in our mind just now. Many questions. There is much confusion. We seek a voice of certainty and clarity. And as people of faith, we Look to you to fill the silence, to fill all our questioning. 
We know that you don't necessarily give direct answers. But as we listen more closely to your voice, we discover reason to trust you. Help us, Lord, listen to the voices of those around us, the voice of the church, the voice of strangers, and find in those voices the true voice that is yours. Lord, we pray for the world at this time, and particularly, again, for those who are working on the front line. We give thanks for their effort. We pray especially for those who have been affected by COVID-19 within their families, their communities, their group of friends. Lord, as we look to the future, we pray for the scientists and the medical specialists, for the politicians, for all those who are seeking a way through this pandemic. Lord, we pray for the church at this time, in a week where normally the Church of Scotland would be meeting in General Assembly, there is much that challenges the Church at this time. There is much uncertainty and confusion. Many are asking the question, what? What nurse going on? What can we do? What are we going to do to turn the tide against the challenges that we're facing? We know the Church has been through times of challenge in the past, throughout its history, and still it remains today in a position of listening for your voice, seeking to be directed by your voice. So Lord, we pray that the whole church will listen for your voice in this time and will know the changes to implement and the direction of travel to take. We pray these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you very much for joining us this week. Next week on Wednesday the 27th we're going to have a virtual communion service. So the service in addition to being available by podcast will also be broadcast live on the Zoom channel that we've been using. I'll put the link up to that Zoom channel uh, on the Facebook page at the beginning of next week. God bless everybody. Stay safe.